Welcome to the Prolific Author Podcast. Let's face it, readers read fiction to feel emotion and be transported and transformed. In this ongoing digital revolution, where online marketing is always in flux, the only way to create a sustainable author business and live off your royalties is to write transformational stories, market at every stage of the author journey, and cultivate a loyal audience of readers. Fortunately, there's never been more opportunity to make a living as a fiction author. Hi, I'm Liesl Hill, USA Today bestselling author and story clarity coach. When I'm not dictating my own stories about dragons, serial killers, and dystopian worlds, I help other authors write their own transformational fiction, position them as bestsellers, and market them like pros. Join me on the podcast where I give writing tips, marketing how-tos, story advice, and interviews with other authors who are in the trenches just like you and making it work. We are prolific authors. Welcome back to the Prolific Author Podcast. Uh, for anybody who is watching on YouTube, you will see that I'm not actually recording in my normal place. That's because there's some construction going on that's being very loud. So I'm recording someplace else. You get to see a different background today. Before we get started, I want to remind you that my Finding the Heart of Your Story boot camp is coming up. It's August 22nd through 26th. And um, it's going to be really fun. We are going to talk about how to drill down to the core of your story and figure out what you're actually trying to say. What this does is it helps you get a better handle on your story. You can tell it more efficiently. You can bring the story across on the page better. All of those things. And it's going to be relevant to um, the subject matter of today's episode. So I will get into that a little bit more in a minute here. But um, make sure and sign up if you haven't yet. It is at bit.ly forward slash story heart. If you're typing that in, make sure and capitalize the S and the H so you don't get an error. So again, that's bit.ly forward slash story heart. Um, if you are already in my free Facebook group, that's where we're going to be doing it. So you don't necessarily need to sign up again. But if you want to be sent reminders about when we're going live and want me to send you links to the replays because you can't be there live, then you're going to want to register so that, you know, you make sure that you're getting those. Um, if you just want to join the Facebook group, it is the Prolific Author Facebook group. So you can just search that on Facebook and it should come right up. Okay. All right. So let's see. Do I have any other business today? I don't think I do. That was the main thing. And let's just... Uh, from there, jump right into our topic, which is whether you are the unpublished storyteller or the prolific author. <clears throat> okay, so which one are you? Let's try to figure this out. Obviously, the prolific author comes from the name of my podcast. That is the thing that we all aspire to be. Um, an author who is very prolific, has a large backlist, and obviously is a published and successful author. But there are different steps along the way. So um, let's talk about which one of these you are and see if you can identify where you are on the continuum. The unpublished storyteller is one who is often still struggling to get their first story out, okay? So the unpublished part of that probably should have given you that clue. But even if you have a story or two that you have published, that you have finished, you still may be closer to being the unpublished storyteller than the prolific author. So let's talk about what it exactly means. Let me ask you this. Have you been writing your story for more than three months and you still are not sure either how it ends or maybe you do know the ending but you don't know the middle you're trying to get from a to b you know you don't have like a really clear picture of what the finished story is going to look like if you have been 
thinking about and planning your story for more than three months and you still don't have that clear picture, you are the unpublished storyteller, okay? That's one of the um, ways that you can tell. The unpublished storyteller wants their story to be epic and they have an epic story in mind, but they're not sure exactly how to get it across on the page, okay? They're afraid that what they're writing might be boring, might lose the reader's interest. Um, you know, maybe they, when they actually type it out and have the narrative in front of them, it sounds a little bit amateurish and they don't understand why it doesn't sound like, you know, other published authors like Stephen King and, and JK Rowling and that sort of thing. As I said before, maybe you know the basic elements of your story, you have a lot of it planned, but you're blocked in certain places, either because you have too few ideas, you know, you don't know what's going to happen next or how to get from A to B, or maybe you have too many ideas and you can't decide which one would be best. The unpublished storyteller will sit down to try and either plan or outline or just write, but they can't stay focused. I mean, it's too overwhelming. They have too many ideas going in too many different directions and they just feel like they're trying to force the muse and it's not working. <laughs> Maybe you hate the idea of pantsing because it takes too long, you're gonna end up throwing away too many words, which feels wasteful, and it takes so long that by the time you get to the end of the story, it feels a little disjointed and you feel like, okay, what did I already say? <laughs> and that's another thing you might do if you're the unpublished storyteller is not remembering what you wrote in a previous chapter, not having um, a tight enough grasp on the story you're telling or the characters. And so you keep having to remind yourself who they are or what it is you're trying to say. The unpublished storyteller really wants to change the world with their story, okay? They want to write a deeply emotional and affecting story that the reader will really just be able to get on board with, okay? But they're either getting a lukewarm response from what they write or they're just afraid that they will so they're, not, so they're not showing it to anybody. The unpublished storyteller wants to churn out books like a pro. And when I say churn, I don't mean at any particular speed, but just, you know, kind of plugging away at it constantly, constantly writing, constantly growing their backlist, but doing it with confidence, you know, like a professional author would do, with confidence in their storytelling ability, with um, all the processes in place to make sure that once it's ready, they can get it to the right readers and that they will be successful at it and that they will get downloads and make money at it. But the unpublished storyteller, despite, you know, having a deep burning desire for all of these things, doesn't have a lot of confidence in their ability to accomplish this, okay? If any of that sounds like you, you are the unpublished storyteller. Now, there is no shame in that. We all started there, okay? That's not a bad place to be. Actually, it's a really hopeful place to be because it means that the only place you can go from here is up. <laughs> now, you might say, what if that does apply to me and I do feel like that, maybe answered yes to quite a few of those questions, but I'm not unpublished. I actually do have a book or a few books under my belt. Well, then you are on the continuum, as I say. You know, everyone is going to be somewhere between the unpublished storyteller and the prolific author. So it really depends on how your books are doing. If your books are wildly successful, if you have a lot of reviews and a lot of fans and a lot of reads and you're making decent money on them, then yeah, you're much closer to the prolific author and, you know, what you're doing is working and just keep at it. But if you have a few books out and you've got kind of mediocre reviews and you haven't seen a lot of sales and you're still not entirely sure what you're doing when it comes to marketing. Um, and like I said, maybe you're getting, it's a couple of things. You could either be getting kind of a lukewarm response to what you've written, or maybe you're getting really stellar response to what you've written. When people read it, they really love it and you're getting decent reviews, but you're just having a hard time getting it in front of the right people and getting it found, standing out amongst the competition on Amazon, that sort of thing. Okay. All of those, again, you are published so that you're a little bit beyond, 
position zero of the unpublished storyteller, but you're still closer to that end of the spectrum because you're not seeing a whole lot of success yet. And again, that's not a bad thing. You know, you're, you're, you're getting there slowly, but you've still got a long way to go. So let's talk a little bit in more detail about what the prolific author looks like. As you might imagine, it's kind of the opposite of everything that the unpublished storyteller is, okay? The prolific author can sit down, figure out their story, know exactly what they're trying to say, exactly who their characters are, exactly what kind of story they're trying to tell, and it doesn't take them very long. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying an hour. It probably takes them a week or two, but they have a process for figuring that out, and once they've hit on it, they know it, they sit down, they start writing, okay? Once they start writing, they keep going until they're done. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean from page one to, you know, the ending page. Obviously, writing is a process, and you do it in layers, but they know exactly what they need to do to get the story written, get it edited, make sure that they are conveying exactly what they want to convey with power and deep emotion to the reader, and they just do it because they know how to do it and they have confidence that they know how to do it. They don't sit around being afraid that their story is going to be boring or lose the reader or sound amateurish because they know it doesn't. They have these processes in place that if they just go through and kind of dot all the I's and cross all the T's, they know automatically that will mean that their story is strong that it follows the human template, which means it will draw the reader through the pages um, with you know increasing tension and all of that. They have adhered to the way that human beings absorb story, so it almost can't be boring, okay? They have the right editing processes in place so that they're making sure it doesn't sound amateurish because once again, I promise if, you're, if you've ever thought that, that your writing sounds amateurish, it's, it's an editing problem and one that is very specific and is actually pretty easy to fix, but you have to know how to fix it, okay? When it comes to having either too few ideas and being blocked or too many and not being able to decide, the prolific author doesn't have that problem. And it's not because they don't have a lot of ideas. They know how to brainstorm and come up with a lot of possibilities, but then they have a very logical, deductive way to know which one of those is going to serve their story the best. So they look over the possibilities, they make their decision and they move forward. And they can know with confidence because of these techniques that that option that they chose is going to serve their story well and help them tell the story they want to tell and really serve the reader by, you know, making the story exactly what the reader wants it to be. They really don't have to worry about sitting down and trying to force the muse, okay? Again, I have ways of helping you figure out exactly where to go with your own unique story. So it's not about sitting down and trying to force the creativity to come so you know what happens next, okay? You'll know exactly what to do to move forward. Even if you get a little blocked or a little indecisive about something, you know how to push through that pretty easily. And you don't have to be afraid that anytime you sit down, you're gonna become paralyzed and not be able to move forward in your story. Really, that comes from not knowing what's gonna happen in your story, which is writer's block, or it comes from indecisiveness because you have a lot of possibilities and a lot of ideas and you have no idea how to home in on the right one, okay? So for the prolific author, that's not a problem because they have figured out how to work through these things. And even though, of course, they have to do the work, which takes a little bit of time to work through them, they know how, so it doesn't paralyze them. They can just keep moving and keep writing. Now, how about the downside of pantsing? Once again, pantsing is not a bad thing. We all pants to some extent. I pants to some extent, and I am a pretty hardcore outliner, okay? So it's not the pantsing itself that is bad, but the downside of pantsing is that it takes a long time. Um, you know, maybe way more drafts than are absolutely necessary, but that's just part of pantsing. And you end up throwing away a lot of words, okay? The prolific author doesn't have to worry about that. Now, however they write, even if they're pantsers, 
they have enough direction on their story that even pantsing it, they're not going to throw as many words away, okay? Because they already have a pretty good idea of where they're going with it. They know what the internal theme is. They know what the heart of their story is. They know what they're trying to convey. They know why they're trying to convey it. That's one thing that a lot of authors don't take into account. Not only what story are you trying to tell, but why does it matter to you? Knowing that gives you so much power and authority over your story, right? The prolific author has that. So they don't have to worry about throwing words away. They don't have to worry about uh, getting paralysis when it comes to planning their story, okay? They know exactly what they're doing and they sit down and do it. They sit down and write it. They write the crap out of that thing until it is written and ready to go to the reader. The prolific author neither worries that their story won't be good enough, nor do they stress about writing, you know, the quote unquote next great American novel. They don't have to worry about that stuff because they know that their story will be good. And yes, I recognize that good is very subjective, but what I mean by that is that it will be a well-told story. It will be a well-written story. It will be a story that readers will connect with, okay? And of course, every story is not for every reader. We all know that. But the kind of readers that are interested in your kind of story will connect with it, okay? The prolific author knows that. So they don't have confidence issues, okay? Because worrying that your story is not gonna be good enough, obviously that's a confidence issue. But guess what? Trying to write the next great American novel is also a confidence issue because you're afraid that if you don't write this super epic, amazing book, that nobody's going to like it, okay? But you don't have to worry about that when you know how to write a good story that tugs at a reader's emotions, that draws them in and hooks them, that has a lot of humanity in it so that no matter what it's about, no matter what the genre, no matter what the tropes, they're going to enjoy it. They're going to be able to become invested in these characters and in their character journey, okay? If you know how to write this kind of story, it doesn't matter what genre it is. It doesn't matter if you have a niche market or a really high selling market, okay? the kind of readers that you want to attract for your story will automatically connect with it, okay? And that is such a good feeling. It's so freeing, liberating to know that you know how to write a story that will always be successful. Yes, some will still sell more than others. Some markets will just have more readers and more sales than others. But especially if you write in a niche market and you're worried about being able to sell your book, this is how you do it, by making sure that you know how to write this kind of story. And that is what the prolific author does and what the prolific author has. And it sets them up for a lifetime of writing and for a career of living off their royalties because they can't write a story that's bad as long as they're willing to sit down and do the work. So I want you to sit down and ask yourself, which are you? Are you the unpublished storyteller? Or are you the prolific author? Or are you somewhere in between? And wherever you're at, you know, take a moment and kind of decide where on the continuum you are. Is there room for improvement? And maybe we should define what that means. How do you know whether there's room for improvement? Well, again, the prolific author is someone who has unfailing confidence in their storytelling ability. They have a process so that they could sit down tomorrow with only the tiniest scrap of a concept for their story build it all out relatively quickly. I mean, it depends on, of course, how much time you have every day to devote to it. But within a week or two, they will know the story inside out. They will know these characters and exactly how to convey them on the page, how to make them memorable, how to make them strong and distinctive, how to hook the reader into the story, how to uh, put into the story things that are automatically going to make it marketable to you know, whatever audience they are gearing it toward, depending on the genre and the tropes. Um, they are going to know that what they write will be good. It will be well told. It will be well written and it will land with readers. 
They will know exactly how to market it. They will know how to launch it. They will know what to expect from this launch, okay? Obviously, we can't control all variables, so we can't always say exactly, um, you know, what any given launch is going to yield in terms of results, but you can still have a pretty good idea based on previous launches and, you know, how big your email list is and all that sort of thing, okay? The prolific author also knows all of that, okay? They can spare the time to learn the business aspect of writing because they have the storytelling aspect nailed down, right? <laughs> all right, so they know all parts of their business. They know what to expect. They know what how to forecast and get a pretty good idea of what they're going to be making, how many books they'll sell. And yeah, it'll be up and down as it always is. But a true prol prolific author has nailed both the creative side and the um, business side, okay? So if all of those things I just said about the prolific author are true of you, then I don't think I have anything to teach you. <laughs> you already have this down. You are already a very successful author who knows exactly what they're doing. And if you're not living off your royalties yet, that's probably just because you don't quite have a big enough backlist, but you are well on your way and it's going to happen in the next couple of years, okay? If that is not you, <laughs> if every single one of those things is not true of you, then you have some room to improve somewhere, right? And all the time in the world to do it, okay? It doesn't have to be stressful. I know it sounds like a lot, but it will be a natural progression as long as you get the right processes into place and know what to do and how to do it. And of course, the core, the real bedrock foundation of a writing career is that you know how to tell a great story because without that, you can throw all the money in the world, all of the business acumen in the world at your story and it's not going to help, okay? So you need to nail the creative aspect, the storycraft aspect first. So if you are the unpublished storyteller or just closer to that on the continuum than you are to the prolific author, then I would invite you to join me in the free boot camp that I'm running for authors um, next week, okay? It's going to be August 22nd through 26th. It is called the Finding the Heart of Your Story Bootcamp. And basically what we're going to do is figure out how to really get a good authoritative grip on the story you're trying to tell and how to bring that across on the page. Now, you may be thinking, well, I think I already have that. I think I already have a good grip on my story. But let me ask you a few questions. What is the overarching theme of your story that ties together all of the characters, all of the plot lines, and all of the internal transformations? <laughs> if you don't know, if you cannot rattle off the answer to that question, I promise you, you do not have as good a grip on your story as you think you do. And understand, I, I don't want you to take this offensively. Um, I'm not saying that you don't know what your story is or that you don't know what you're trying to write. I'm saying you could improve that. And if you improve that, you will become a better storyteller. You will become a better writer because really being able to state these things in an obvious way rather than just kind of knowing them in a nebulous way in the back of your head brings them across better on the page. So you will actually become a better writer, a better storyteller, a better communicator through the written word if you can have this really authoritative grip on your story. Next question, what is your main character's internal transformation? Again, if you cannot rattle this off at the drop of a hat, if you do not know what it is instantly, then you don't know it well enough to convey it in the story. I understand that you probably know that your character changes from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. And if you sit and think about it for a minute, you can say, okay, well, they change like this and this is what happens. And that's great. I mean, most authors can do that and I'm sure you can, but if you can't, really, like I said, rattle it off without thinking about it, then you, I mean, you got to understand that that's the way it's coming across when you write it, okay? It's coming across like, 
okay, give me a minute. I, I, I can come up with this. <laughs> Guys, that's not a very strong or cohesive story. It needs to be better than that, okay? You need to have so much authority over it that you can rattle it off like your times tables in school, okay? You know, what is the answer to this? Boom, you have it right there because you know your story and your character so well. If you are not to that point yet, again, there's no shame in it. You just need to get yourself to that point. And that's what I'm gonna help you do in the boot camp. For a third and final question, let me ask you this. Why do you want to tell the story that you're telling? And no, the answer we're looking for here is not just, it's a great story, or it's entertaining, or I like romance. No, I want you to drill down to the emotion you are trying to convey in your story, to what it says about humanity, to uh, what it means to you to tell the story. Why is it important to you to tell, for example, um, a romance story rather than a high fantasy story? Or why do you want to talk about vampires rather than um, first love in high school? Okay, the, the story is very personal to you. It is very individual to you. But most people, the reasons for that individuality stay on the subconscious level for the writer, meaning, you know, you want to tell the story, but you never think very deeply about why. Once again, if you know what that is, and I can help you drill down to what it is just by asking you a few questions that you will then ask yourself and figure out. Um, you will end up telling so much stronger a story, so much more authoritative a story, okay? It's going to come across so powerfully on the page to the reader. And if you don't know the answers to these questions, guess what? They're not gonna come across in the story to the reader. And that makes all the difference between a reader that says, yeah, this was a pretty good author. I think I might read them again. And one that says, oh my gosh, that was the best book I've ever written. I have to join the author's email list. I have to find out when the next book is coming out. I have to buy everything they've ever written. Okay, big difference, big difference, big difference. And the difference between those two readers, while the first, you know, you, you're still gonna see some success. I'm not saying that people who have that type of reader have not sold some books, but it's gonna be the difference between selling some books and making some money on the side and being able to make a living on your royalties, okay? It is also the difference between readers who write three-star reviews and readers who write five-star reviews. It is the difference between having a decent-sized email list that is opening your emails and having a massive email list that is highly engaged and cannot wait for your next email to come because they're hoping that you have a new book out. So hopefully this helps. Hopefully you can see the difference, okay? People who are either the unpublished storyteller or just closer to that on the spectrum, you know, again, might have a few books published, they do see some success. I'm not saying they don't. I'm not saying that what I do is the end-all be-all of any kind of author success. That would be ridiculous, okay? But it does tend to make the difference between mediocre sales and really epic sales that can sustain you, okay? This is for people who want to level up, who want to do this as more than just a hobby and even as more than just a side hustle because there are plenty of authors who are using it as a part-time side hustle and they still have to treat it like a business. But do you want it to be a side hustle or do you want to be a career author, okay? There is a difference and probably the biggest difference is in how you treat the way that you approach story craft, okay? Because I say this all the time, there are so many people who do not think they need story craft. They are just writing stories, popping them up on Amazon and, and trying to make money off them. And some of them do. I'm, again, I'm not saying they don't. Some of them do make okay money. Some of them make really decent money if it's something like, um, you know, romance or crime that's very high selling. But <laughs> for most of us, that's not going to be the case. And if you want to become a career author based on whatever you like to write, on whatever lights you up, whether it's 
a niche genre or a cross genre or you know whatever the case may be you absolutely can do that but you have to take your story craft seriously lots of people can learn ads lots of people can throw ads or money or promotion at their books and do okay but the ones that really sail up into the rafters when it comes to being known as a great author and a great storyteller and making good money at this they take their writing craft seriously okay so no matter where you are, if you want to go from the unpublished storyteller to the prolific author, you got to figure this stuff out. So with that in mind, I would once again invite you to join me in the Heart of Your Story Bootcamp. Um, you can register for it at bit.ly forward slash story heart. Now, if you're typing that out, make sure and capitalize the S and the H of story heart. Otherwise, it's going to give you an error. Um, but I will put the link in the show notes so that you can click it there if you want. Once again, that's bit.ly forward slash story heart. In this boot camp, we are going to talk about a lot of things. It's a four-day boot camp, okay? So day one, we are going to talk about finding the heart of your story. It is the crux of what we're learning. I'm going to give you some questions. We are going to figure out the um, kind of the overarching theme and the emotional framework of your story because that is your foundation. The second day, we're going to talk about taking any tidbit, any concept that you might have and turning it into a dynamic and very powerful story arc. So I'm absolutely positive most of you have had this experience because most writers have. You have a particular story in mind, or I guess I should say it's not a, a full story. It's a particular moment in your story, a particular scene, a particular conversation, a particular event, a particular exchange between characters. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. You just have this one little tidbit, this one little snippet, you know, in your mind of your story, right? And you want to write yourself to that point because that is the scene that lit you up about the story. That's what got you all hot and bothered and made you say, I've got to write this story. But as you go along, you know, you figure out where you're going to start and you start writing and you've got your scenes and you've got your characters and all of that. And by the time you get to that scene, it kind of doesn't fit anymore, right? Because you've written yourself to a place where it just doesn't really jive with the character motivations or... Um, you know, plot-wise, you couldn't figure out how to quite get there, that sort of thing. That's really disheartening. And, and a lot of authors will tell you that that happens. And at that point, the story has become its own monster. And so you just have to cut that scene, appreciate it as, you know, the thing that inspired you, but cut it out because it doesn't fit anymore. I could not disagree with that more. <laughs> to me, that is tragic to have to cut out the tidbit that inspired you to write the story in the first place. Now, the people who say that are not entirely wrong because you don't want to write yourself to a point where that scene doesn't fit and then try to force it in. That's not going to work. That's not going to serve your stories and it's going to confuse and lose you, your readers, okay? So don't do that. But what I'm going to teach you on the second day is how to take that tidbit, that snippet, whatever you have, and turn it into a powerful story arc that your entire story can revolve around so you don't have the problem of trying to write yourself toward that and missing the mark, okay? I'm gonna teach you how to do that so that you can always include that little snippet that first lit you up about the story to begin with, okay? Um, on the third day, we're gonna talk about crowdsourcing creativity. This is one of the most powerful tools that a writer has in their toolbox, and I'm telling you, most people do not take advantage of it, so I'm gonna teach you how to do it and what kind of um, advantage it can give you in writing your story and, and just how powerful and how you totally should be doing this, okay? So if you have no idea what it is, and you probably don't because I kind of just came up with that term, crowdsourcing creativity, you're gonna have to come to the bootcamp to learn what it's all about. What do you think of that? 
Um, and then on the fourth date, we are going to talk about marketing because obviously marketing is a thing we all need to learn. Um, it's not going to be a huge focus of the boot camp, but we're going to talk about taking what you have learned during those first three days, kind of the internal heart of your story and using that to market. Because I'm telling you right now, marketing from the internal is way, way more effective than marketing from the plot alone. Okay. So those are the things we're going to learn in the boot camp. And I really hope you all come. I hope I see you all there. It's going to be a blast. And um, yeah, once again, bit.ly forward slash story heart. It is going to be kind of giving you the first steps to take you from wherever you're at as the unpublished storyteller and moving you toward being the prolific author. So I hope to see you all there. I cannot tell you how much geeking out about stories and storycraft lights me up. It is my favorite thing to do. It is my favorite thing to talk about. And heaven knows planning my story is my favorite part. It's what I just love doing. So I hope you can all be there and I can meet you all. And um, let's try to put a million transformational stories into the world. Me again. Before you go, if you found value in this episode, I would love it if you could leave me a review. Reviews are the best way to show your appreciation and help others find this podcast. Be sure to screenshot it, share it on your favorite social media network, and tag me at LK Hill Books. Remember, the world needs your stories. Only you can change someone's heart with your fire-breathing dragons, your mind-blowing mysteries, your epic romances, and your intense thrillers. So join the revolution and be a prolific author.